0: Welcome to the Christ Connection podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host Kevin Senapati Ratna. Let the journey begin. Rice Connection podcast number 86 and today is an errand run episode. The goal of this is in the amount of time it takes you to run an Aaron uh, you will get something to help you in your walk with Jesus and we got a fun one for you today uh, but first is episode 86 which I sometimes like to uh, highlight a, a number of episodes of a tv show that uh, has similar and uh, today uh, we got saved by the bell. Now this is the original I guess that came out with the, or their come out with a new one, a reboot, whatever. But the original with Zack and Jesse and A.C. Slater and Kelly and Screech and those guys... uh I looked it up to make sure I got all the names correctly, but uh, that one was uh, 86 episodes, and so, uh, no, I guess they got 10 of the new ones, so we'll have to uh, revisit this maybe later, but uh, uh, Saved by the Bell, 86 episodes. Now, uh, today I just want to highlight, before we get started, uh, this is one of those that's just fun for me. Uh, <laughs> we have Daryl Strawberry, I'll get to his bio in a second, but uh, uh, Daryl Strawberry was part of the 1986 Mets, and. And I, I went, had been a missionary kid to Sri Lanka, uh, and we came back when I was 10 in 1986. And we were, well, we were here for a while, and then we went back and whatnot, but uh, that's for another day. But uh, we were here, and I didn't know a whole lot about baseball, but I started following the Mets as they were closing in on the World Series. And so uh, Daryl Strawberry was one of the uh, heroes of the team there. And so and this is just kind of when the, the Daryl Strawberry's team reached out and said, uh, would he be you know? Would we be interested in having him on the podcast? I just said yes. You know, I'll, I'll read the book and later, but yes, I'll, i My ten-year-old self would not be pleased with me if I didn't say yes. So it was it was, a, it was truly fun to have. He had an amazing story, uh, which we don't get into a whole lot, but uh, how he uh, threw, got involved in drugs and uh, prison time and the whole thing, and then found Jesus there uh, and God's turned his life around, and it's so cool to hear him just from that place of uh, his story uh, sharing his love for jesus and uh, his new book and we'll uh, get to that so without further ado my conversation with daryl strawberry my guest today is daryl strawberry his accomplishments in the major leagues are include four world series titles eight all-star game appearances and a nomination to the national baseball hall of fame in 2004 he is the author of numerous books, including the New York Times best-selling Straw, uh, Finding My Way. In 2011, Daryl and Tracy founded Strawberry Ministries, and they use their global reach to restore the multitudes through spiritual and practical life application. His latest book is Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. Daryl, welcome to the show. All right,
1: Kevin. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It
0: is good to be talking to you. Your new book, Turn Your Life Around. I love it. Uh, uh, And as I said before we got started, we call these errand run episodes, which means the show is about the length of time people run an errand. So I like to start with an errand question. If you are out on an errand. Uh, is there anything else that you like to get for yourself as a treat? Uh, like you go to the grocery store or you know, wherever. Uh, uh, is there something that you get when you go?
1: <laughs> of course. You know, a box of Captain Crunch.
0: Captain Crunch. Huh? I did not Cup. see that coming There. Uh, is that uh, Has that always been a thing for you, Captain Crunch?
1: Oh, one of my favorites. One of my favorites of all time, Captain Crunch cereal. <laughs> <laughs> very cool uh,
0: now when i read your book i i loved how much of god's word you threw uh, threw in there uh and it seems to be a love of yours the the word of god uh, what uh, kind of when you go to study the word of god what is your discipline because you're a baseball player so to start with uh, so you i'm sure you brought those disciplines to your study what is your your discipline look like these days: memorization, reading, studying. What is involved with that for you?
1: It it, it involves uh, a lot of a lot of things, you know, of just going deep into the word and really saturating myself and wanting to understand uh, the meaning of scriptures and the importance of scriptures. I think uh, we've come to a time where we find so many people are standing in a pulpit and they're not preaching you know, from God's word. They brand themselves and preaching of a sound. And the enemy's laughing, you know, which they don't understand because he's he's deadly and he's not here for any games. You know, like Jesus said in John 10, 10, he said, the thief does not come except to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and may have it more abundantly. And see, I think we don't understand the abundant life. You know, on the backside, Jesus talking about peace, joy, wisdom, knowledge and power. But he's telling you about the enemy, what he's coming to do, steal, kill and destroy. So the enemy knows that. If you're not preaching God's word and you're just talking and you're sounding, he knows eventually he's going to destroy you. And I think so many have come to a place of being comfortable like this in our new generation and our style, you know, instead of, you know, really saturating himself in the word and preaching the word of God. It, it's the word of God. You know, Billy Graham said Christians don't have victory and don't have the power over the enemy because they don't know scriptures. And I truly believe that. And I, I was like that for a very long time. So, when I got serious about my walk with Christ, it was going to be studying the word and understanding the word and understanding the meaning of the scriptures. You know, you can flow with a lot of different conversations when you're preaching God's word, but if you're not dialoguing on the scripture, that's where the meat is and that's where the victory is.
0: That's awesome. Do you you mentioned uh, Billy Graham, and you also mentioned in the book Billy Graham, uh, and, and kind of where, when you started out as an evangelist, the Billy Graham? You start reading everything, anything that you've taken from him uh, as you've read from his life.
1: Yes, I, I've taken the fact of, you know, when you are called by God, is no reason for you not to be bold and and talk about the good news of jesus christ i think too many people uh have gotten away from it like i said before and and his boldness of preaching the gospel and telling people to repent what happened to that we've gotten away from that we've got we've gotten away from talking about sin which keeps everybody separated from god we don't want to talk about the hard things we don't want to get at people's stuff you know i talk about you know you can't live to together, if you're not married, shacking up, and you know, real things, you know, um, those are things that Billy Graham talked about. Those are things that Billy Graham, you know, preached when you see his crusades. You can see the conviction of the Holy Spirit convicting people, and then you can see the altar call. We have gotten away from altar calls. We don't even wanna do altar calls anymore because we're afraid, you know, people are afraid to come down because people think they have problems. Well, guess what? We all got problems. (laughs) come down to that altar and let Jesus heal you. There's no man can heal you and you can't heal yourself by sitting in a seat and not getting up and coming to the altar and saying God, please help me. So, I, that's what I love about Billy Graham ministry, you know, and I think I think it's a time for revival to hit the nation again when we look at the brokenness, the lawlessness and people are divided and everything that's going on. It's a great separation because there's no power coming out of the church. If the power was coming out of the church like it's supposed to, the gospel of Jesus Christ, people would be getting saved during this crazy times, you know. And this is the time that we want to let them know salvation is real. But you got to tell them repent, turn from those wicked ways, uh, come back. God is not mad, you know. He just asking you to, to change your change your heart, change your thought, turn the other way. I mean, I did it, and I'm strongly for the way I preach the gospel, I'm not gonna back down. And that's why I love guys like Billy Graham, the old school guys, and they preach that gospel. And at the end of the day, Kevin, at the end of the day, what is it all about? It's all about winning souls. Have we forgotten what it's really all about? about. Today, it's about winning souls. This is the greatest time to be able to win souls because so many people are lost. So many people are consumed with earthly things. And if you just continue to preach, the gospel of Jesus Christ people will hear they might not want to respond from the beginning but they will hear they know that you're a man that's been somewhere that's been through something and you're telling them about this love of Jesus who hung on the cross at Calvary for them do you think do you think
0: part of your passion uh cuz i can i can feel the passion for the kind of that repentance that divine moment turning i mean and that's the story yes we're all we're all in that but there's still i can i can sense that in you is that uh, from your own story, do you think that's where that uh, where that comes from? Because that was what you needed was
1: that turning moment? That's what we all need. You know, I think a lot of people just casually think, you know, it's just going to happen and it's going to change. The enemy's not going to let that. It's got to be that moment you got to come and you got to have that experience with God for real and says, you know, I don't ever want to be like this again. I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't want to be caught up in fame and fortune because the devil has lied and deceived me, made me believe all that is good. No, you need to taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord is so great. And so many of us won't taste because we, we look at the fact that, you know, we like all these earthly things. So we don't, think you know we're gonna get to a place. And I I didn't get to this place until I allowed myself to get the knowledge and wisdom from God's word. And that's the important steps that people have to take. Because the Bible makes it clear, it says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. There's no knowledge and understanding of God's word. That's just why people are perishing. This is the reason why I was perishing. And now God has elevated me to a higher level to understand his word and His will, and to preach it, bring it forward. You know, it, there's going to be a lot of people that don't don't like the way I speak and dislike the way I talk about things. But oh well, you know, how else are we gonna get them saved? I mean, oh, we got to keep telling them. Oh, it's okay. You can keep you can le- keep living in sin. You can't keep living in sin. You know, we gotta we gotta be real about the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I think that's so important.
0: One of the things I loved about the book was the fact that you. Uh, you, you, you hit on prayer a couple places, uh, and being my audience is kind of uh, connected with that theme. A couple questions there. Uh, first, you said the consistency and content of our prayers reveal volumes about what we believe about God. Uh, could you explain a little bit more by what what you mean about uh, consistency and content of our prayers uh, based on yeah. what we believe about God?
1: Well, yeah, being consistent in your prayer life with God, and you know, constantly, you know, praying and not having to have that moment happen immediately, you know. And I think so many of us think it's just a immediately thing that's going to take place because I pray. No, that's not the way it happens. You got to learn to pray, and you got to learn to leave it with God, you know. And I think that's I learned that from my mother because she was praying for me when I was a heathen and a womanizing and alcoholic and drug addict and sinner. She was praying that God would knock me off my throne. And the thing about it was she was writing her prayer down in a journal and my sister found it after she passed away. And it was a personal relationship in prayer with God. And I think so many people don't stay in that place and she didn't have to see it in the natural cause she was dying. So she guess she believed I'll leave the prayer. And hopefully they see it and know that I was praying for them and God will hear my prayer and eventually change his life. And you know what? That's what ultimately ultimately happened to me. God changed my life, you know, in, in the events of where I was through my mother prayers and understanding that prayer is the answer to all supplication. You know, it is the prayer that you pray to God, that you leave with God. I think a lot of people don't understand that, Kevin. They want to pick up the prayer and they want to try to fix the situation, go back and turn the situation the way they want it to make happen. And my mother didn't do that. She just left the prayer with God and, you know, she was faithful about it. And the prayer came to pass. You know, I got saved and I go on to lead my whole family, my brothers and sisters to the Lord because one gets saved. So that's what prayer does. So people need to understand the importance of that.
0: You were kind of the the, the first uh, First pin, and the rest of the family came after. Is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, it was it, it was me. You know, getting knocked off my throne and coming to this amazing place to, to have a walk relationship with God. And my brothers and sisters just saw it, and they knew it was real. And and um, they realized that they wanted what I had. You know, after mom had it too, and and then they were able to get salvation in their life, and, and be able to go on and live for the Lord. And that's at the end of the day, that's what's really important when we think about the things that we really think about.
0: They, they, they thought if Daryl can get saved, anyone can get saved? Was that? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I'm quite sure they were thinking that like this is real. My brother is really living a different life after, you know, seeing him play major league baseball for 17 years, achieving all these great things and living a life broken and separated from God. And then all of a sudden, you know, he comes out of nowhere. He's been sitting, sitting with God for seven years. And letting God bring discipleship to him and there it was you know his life comes into full circle and he doesn't talk about worldly things anymore he never talks about his baseball trophies or his stats all he talks about is Jesus and and then and they realized that you know that's the way I live I, I live for Jesus because of what he did for us the price that he paid for us when when you understand the symbol of the cross and hanging on Calvary and him shedding his blood and him going to the tomb and getting up early Sunday morning and being resurrected. Now you understand that this is a holy righteous man that can rescue you, redeem you, and restore you back to wholeness. He's the only one. Nobody else can do that. You could try everything else, you can go to every doctor, you can have live behind community gates, have the biggest house. It does not matter. That stuff will not rescue you, redeem you, restore you. Only Jesus can do that because of him being resurrected and 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 coming from the tomb, and then he, when he got up, he got up with all power in his hand. So that means we have to die. And when you die, that's said, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It is Christ who lives in me. It is Christ who rules and reign over everything that I think about, everything that I want to do, and who I become. Man, I love
0: your passion. It's just, it's just got a contagiousness to it there That's,
1: uh, i love it <laughs> <laughs> well we had that well kevin you think about it when we was living out in the world we were doing the same thing you had you had the intensity level for living like that why don't you live for christ like that i mean i just transferred mine over from you know living from the worldly things into the kingdom of god right one one of the things is that they one of
0: your your team sent over some uh, you know kind of suggested questions and I thought I normally don't take you know, I create my own but I I thought this was interesting in your new book you use many examples that from your own life to talk about God's uh, saving grace is it still painful to talk about your struggles uh, is is how how is that after I mean all this time is there is there kind of a uh, you know hard to go back to that or is it uh, you know is there learning that continues through that process for you
1: no i'm i'm free i have victory you know there's great victory to be able to show your wounds and your scars when Jesus has healed you if you haven't been healed and delivered you don't understand that i think so many people hide underneath what they've been through there's no hiding for me i want it to all be out there i want people to know about it because i want them to know how good God really is and what he does in the life when he touches the life. See, when Jesus touches a life, it's over. You know, now you have been, you know, you have have had this rescue about yourself that you have now gotten a deeper education and a deeper understanding of what the kingdom of God is all about. you know. So you don't really consume yourself with all these earthly things. You focus in on the kingdom work that he's called you to do. You focus in that you become a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now you get to eat from God's land. You don't worry about all these, all these things and where things are going to come from because if you belong to God and you know you belong to God, he's going to take care of you. And that's the kind of faith you have to come with it. What is faith? What is our faith all about? Faith is the substance of things, for the evidence of things not seen, it's the things that not seen that we operate on the faith that we believe what the word of God is telling us. And I'm just a strong believer of the Bible. I'm not really concerned about what people's thoughts are and what they say. I know what the word of God tells me as I constantly read it. I get more revelation from it, and I think that's so important for people to understand the revelation of who you are is in the Bible because the blueprint of the Bible is. Who God wants to reveal Himself to you, so you can know who you are in Christ.
0: Your your ability, I like that. Your ability to understand yourself is really found in God's Word. I, we. We are not, we're not even able to, you know, well, our, our thoughts are not like his thoughts. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. And so our, our even our ability to understand ourselves is limited without the word of God as a kind of that mirror that James talks about uh, for us. Uh, Why do I... I Kind of a detour here for a second, but uh, one of my favorite players on the '86 uh, Mets was Gary Carter. Uh, so uh, when I, I when you talked about you shared about his impact on you, uh, what encouragement would you give to someone else who's like that Gary Carter in their world? They may not uh, they're they're planting a lot of seeds. Uh, do you have any encouragement? You know, kind of uh, what his impact was on you, even though he probably didn't see it at the time.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just planting the seeds the way you live your life, you know, according to uh, principles, you know, and you live that life, everybody's in a fast paced lifestyle of, you know, Major League Baseball, you could do what you want act the way you want and say what you want. And here was a guy that never said anything negative about anybody, never condemned anybody because of what they did. And, um, and at the same time, you know, he had such a great joy about himself, you know, And everybody wondered, well, why is he always happy? Why does he drink milk? Why does he don't party with us and hang out and chase girls? Why he's always happy he's going home to see his wife and kids? Because he was free and he had peace. You know, so I admired that. I admired seeing him like that. I admire seeing Mookie Wilson like that. You say two guys out of all the rest of us that live such a quiet way and an example. They would go out to dinner with us and only on the road and then when the rest of us done with dinner we're going out somewhere to party and hang out and these two will say well see you guys at the ballpark tomorrow they're going back to the hotel and they see you at the ballpark the next day and they don't say anything about you know what we were out doing and everything so I mean you respect that and I knew it was real and I just I think I was one of those players that just didn't have the guts to go up and and receive what they had because I saw that they lived a totally different way yeah they were famous yes they had uh, made millions of dollars. Yes, they had achieved a lot of things, great things playing ball, but at the same time, their life was a living example of what Christ looks like. Hey.
0: Now we, we're, we're rounding the corner here. Uh, people might be at the checkout lane as they're, as, as they're on their, <laughs> air, on their errand here. Uh, uh so a couple uh, quick things as we, as we wrap up, uh, uh, First, where can uh, people connect with you online? Anywhere, you know, find the book, anything, you, anywhere you want to send people or any ask
1: that you might have of them. And then we'd like to pray for you as our tradition around here. Well, I appreciate that, Kevin. Um, well, they can always um, find me and our, my wife and our ministry on findingyourway.com. And they can always find me on um, social media, Instagram, DarylStrawberry18. and you know, I just try to put out the positive vibes about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and hopefully people can understand that Um, re, no matter what you go through, you know, God's got a plan and it's far greater than we can ever imagine if we get out of the way. And what's happened in my life is I've gotten out of the way and now I'm in God's plan. And I'm so grateful for the grace and mercy because when we talk about grace, we need a lot of people to understand in Second Corinthians 12, 9, and he said, to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness see when i was weak his strength was made perfect for me see i know that today even if i get weak his strength is made perfect for me and all i got to do is keep operating and god will continue to fulfill his promises over your life
0: that's awesome and we'll put all those links in the show notes and uh, uh let me pray for you daryl uh, lord sure. i thank you for Uh, Daryl Strawberry, and all that uh, you are doing through his life. I thank you for his passion. I pray that he would experience even a whole new level of that as he goes and talks about this book. I pray that people would uh, grab a hold, turn turn your season around, and it would really do that in their lives as they encounter your scripture. Uh, I thank you for people who are listening now that need to hear your voice. I pray that they would hear it through this moment, and they would run after you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. If you are looking for the uh, show notes on what we talked about or uh, links to his book uh, turn your season around and things like that, you can find us at ChristConnection.cc And while you're there, if you put in your name and your email address, we will send you a three-part video on how to have an enjoyable prayer life along with uh, letting you know when new episodes come out and things like that. Uh, We're here to help you on your journey. Also, uh, if God puts upon your heart to become a part of the Christ Connection family. You can go to ChristConnection.cc uh, and click on the donate button uh, and you can either set up a one-time gift or a monthly. We'd love to have you a part of what God is doing so that we can continue to make a difference around the world. Uh, we are thankful for you. We're grateful for all that God is doing through uh, this ministry to help you in your walk with Jesus. Until next time, I pray that God would bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and be gracious towards you and give you peace peace. God bless and we'll talk next time.